The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, do you know that the local uh, supermarket has 21 different grains of rice? And that doesn't even (laughs) count the short grains. Can you believe it? It's like the most boring fact about being a grocery store manager you could possibly have. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think back to my days working at my first job at the Stop and mm-hmm. Shop, um, how that was. Um, it, I mean, we had a good time as kids, but um, yeah. but I don't know how good of a time the manager had. I don't even remember who my manager was. I feel like the management, I feel like it would be really annoying being a manager for a place that the majority of your workers are like teenagers. Like, I feel <laughs> like it's yeah. not fun. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, a front-end manager, and I remember her, and she um, was definitely in charge of all the teenagers, mm-hmm. but, like, also, she was, like, a total gossip queen fiend, and she loved the drama. Oh, then she probably loved it. Yeah, if you yeah. like drama, like she, then you'd have to love she, being a manager for teenagers. Yeah, like, she loved, like, getting all the tea, yep. like, she loved hearing about everybody's personal lives, like, she, like, <laughs> thrived, and she was, like... Everybody loved her, and she was, like, our queen. Yeah. Like, we were like, oh, my God. She probably like, was a Leo. 
She's like, worship me, teenagers. Yeah, no, like, we all worshipped her. She was, like, so pretty, and she had, like, long, blonde, curly hair, and, like, she was, like, amazing. Like, we loved her. Mm-hmm. I wonder where she is now. Like, I wonder what she's up Maybe to. Maybe she's an Allen. She just runs the store. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Wherever you are, Miss Finan Manager of the old Waldwick <laughs> Stop and Shop, let me know how you are. Yeah. I never I would worked for a grocery store. There was one that was local, but um, but I ended up getting a job at a at the what is it rest area instead. So I never ended up working at a grocery store. But a lot of kids in my school worked at that that local grocery store. What's a west area? West area. Oh, rest mm-hmm. area. Oh, you said rest area. Sorry, rest area. It, it sounds like um, you remember Albanian that show? accent. Yeah. Do you do you remember that? Uh, gosh, Desperate Housewives. They 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 live on like Wisteria Lane. Wisteria Lane, Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. That's also what my Animal Crossing island yes. is called. Yes, Wisteria. Th- those everybody there got abandoned a long time ago. <laughs> They're all desperate, that's for sure. They're desperate. Please, Sarah, please come back. Please help us. Um, please. But yes, we so are. We, oh, uh, let's get into let's get into our 90s nightcap. Tonight, I'm drinking a truly blueberry and acai hard seltzer. Uh, pretty good. I like this multi-pack I got. I really like the mixed berries. Uh, mm. They're really, really good. Well... Um, for me, it's basically a tropical island here. It is really muggy. It feels very humid. So I have um, a dress on, which I never wear dresses, but I have a dress on, short-sleeved, and then I have a margarita because what else are you going to do on a tropical island but sip margaritas? Yeah, that's how you deal with the heat. Yeah. Yeah. It- does make it better mm-hmm. that's it is for hot sure. it, it is it is hot and i am not anybody who knows me knows that i am not about the heat i much prefer the fall weather i like a sweatshirt i like pants and cozy socks and slippers the minute it gets above 75 i'm miserable but it's not even that hot like it's like you know it's like no 78 degrees it's embarrassing like we shouldn't be complaining no that it's hot. but we are not people who live in like florida or california we are i used know but to it's like seasons. going to be 90 degrees in a few months and like we're complaining now and i will it's melt like not and i will complain then vibe. <laughs> i will say that i have not turned on my air conditioner out of um out of the argument uh, that I am cheap and I am the one that pays our utility bills mm-hmm. in the household. So until my fiance starts whining and crying, I am holding out on the air conditioner. Yep. We just installed our wall units today. I broke down. I was not because I mainly for me, it's because I'm working from home and I'm in it all day. I just can't, I get to a point where I can't and I can't sleep in it. I need the cold to sleep because I have allergies, bitch, and my nose gets stuffy. And if I can't sleep well, I'm a raging bitch in the morning. So that is the tea. That is why the ACs are in. It is officially summer, people, even though technically it's not summer for like, what, another couple of weeks? I think it's like mid-June or something. It's, it's like June 26th. It's like not summer. Not technically summer. it's spring, it's but it fucking spring. feels like summer. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, shall we get into today's episode of Boy Meets World? Yeah. We're here to talk season two, episode 22. We're stopping down for a single episode this week, just like next week, which will be the finale. Uh, This is career day. 
kind of a big episode. We meet Mr. Hunter. We meet Chet Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a character. I, I like this. Oh, God. What is this actor's name? Do you know what his name is offhand? I'll look it up. I totally had the IMDb pulled up, but then Blake I X out of it. That's what it is. Blake yeah, Clark. I, this actor, like whenever I see him, I immediately first thought is Chet Hunter. Um, second thought is he's the guy from Fifty First Dates, but mostly Chet he's Hunter. in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Like he must be friends with Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's in um, Waterboy. He yeah, he's in he's yeah. in all of them. Yeah, I think he goes to IHOP with Adam Sandler. <laughs> also, he does play Slinky Dog in Toy Story. Um, yeah, he's like a very memorable voice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so this is a really this is a really special episode. So that's why we we wanted to stop down on this one single episode and and also the the finale as well. Um, so yeah, we start off in Turner's classroom. It's career day. Um, career day. <laughs> so Alan is there on career day. Corey is not happy because he's like slightly embarrassed that his dad is you know a grocer. And he doesn't think it's exciting. He doesn't think anybody else is going to find it interesting. And he just is very embarrassed about it. Did you ever have like a career day at school? I don't remember. I wish I did because um, I remember being like I was like, you know, like I would like brag because I was hoping to make friends. Oh, my dad works for the Yankees. Like, please think I'm cool. But then there's a rumor that went around that my dad like was not a radio producer. He was really a janitor or worked at the consignment shop. No, not the consignment shop. The concession Mm -hmm. because they like were like, Sarah, like you're a loser. So I wish my dad came in for career day so I can prove yeah, look at this bitch. So I, I, and there's nothing wrong with concession people or, um, or no, janitors. No, no, but this was a nasty rumor that went around, mm-hmm. and I would have loved to prove them wrong. Um, so no, there was no career days. Um, how about your school? I don't remember anything. I I remember. Like when I was really little in elementary in elementary school, we had morning program, um, which like you had to go to every morning. And um, like there was one day where you could like your parents could come and then all the kids would like introduce their parents. And I my parents never came. But one time my dad came and I was so excited because I finally got to go up and introduce him. And then I definitely messed up everything I said at the microphone. <laughs> I feel like you would have gotten like major clout points because you're family owned a toy store when you were in elementary school well that was no so by the time that I was in school they didn't own the the toy store anymore um yeah by then I think my dad was a carpenter by then but honestly they he switched jobs a lot so I don't really know um but would that be a cloudy job if you went to ccd if I went to what ccd the hell is ccd Oh, Jessica, this was such a good fucking joke, you bitch. I'm sorry. What is CCD? It's like the school for like, you know, religious school for Christians. Is it stand for something? Am I supposed to know what that is? I don't know. Oh, Jess. Uh, Is it like it's a Catholic school? I guess so. I would never have known that. Maybe my husband knows what that means. When I Google CCD, it comes up Community College of Denver. So I don't think Google no. knows what that is either. 
No, 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 no. The church, it's, Catholic church, dial- yeah, diocese Yeah, I guess it's a Catholic thing. Yeah. It's a Catholic oh, thing, and yet I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, what a disaster. I'm sorry. This was... I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I get it, because he's Jesus. Got yeah. it. That joke oh. kills now that I've explained it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... I don't know if my dad, I don't know. I'm trying to think if my dad had come in in general, a carpenter is pretty cool. I'm so mad. I'm sorry. CCD is not something anybody knows what the fuck that is. They do know. Listeners, they do know. let me know. Do you know what the hell CCD is? And then if you say yes, I need to know, are you Catholic? And did you go to Catholic school? <laughs> and and would carpentry be a job that would give you major you know, clout You know CCD. that you would get that joke all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. Um, but anyway, so we're, we're at career day here. Uh, <laughs> Alan's jokes, like you said before, how many types of rice we have? 21, not counting short grains. What a fun fact, Alan. Yeah, uh, Sean's happy he's not Corey. Um, we get Jedediah, mm-hmm. our first appearance of this version of Jedediah. Yes. Who is also a monkey. This is our second monkey yep. of the monkeys that we've met. The first being in Band on the Run. Right. So, um, and this is the Jedediah that I remember. However, I looked it up and he was only in two episodes. So I don't really know how, once again, this is possible. How, like, this is the face I remember this is the face as I remember Jedediah. Too, though. And maybe it's just the first face sticks, though. Maybe. Yeah, um, this is Peter Tork, um, and the first monkey was Mickey Dolanez. Yeah. So um, I don't know; those Boy Meets World producers really have uh, a monkey obsession, you know, an in with the monkeys. Yes, uh, he's a luthier, uh, which makes musical. Apparently, is a word for making musical instruments. I did not know that. I, I think I've heard I've heard that before, and. Um, you know, Sean also makes a religious joke. Mm-hmm. Jess, did you get that? I did get um, that. I'm Baptist, but what does that have to do with careers? And I'm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that was so funny. Was um, and then he's like, no, no, no. I like make like musical instruments. And then Sean goes, no offense, sir, but that's the nuttiest religion I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> and then Turner's like, it's not you. Yeah. This is like this a is, typical day. Don't worry about is. it. And then we get like Topanga being like, not this is like not the Topanga we know and love. Yeah, no. Uh, Topanga is called Tippy. Um, we find out that Bruce Springsteen apparently called and wanted Topanga's dad to make a guitar, and Topanga's like freaking out about it. Um, she's like very excited. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? <laughs> Whatever the heck her brush yeah. is. Yeah, calls Jedediah daddy again. It's like, girl, like. You call that you call him Jedediah. Yeah, like that was like that's your personality. Your flex. Yeah. So apparently Jedediah makes like all the guitars for most of the big rock stars, and he can play. So yeah. Alan's already like sweating it in the corner. Yep. And uh, and this is when uh, so then Alan gets called next, of course, because he has to follow Jedediah. Uh, and he says he says we sell dreams. We don't just sell groceries. We sell dreams. Apparently, he hands out coupons to all these kids, which, like, honestly, like, kids don't give a shit about coupons. It's their parents. Like, maybe if the parents were there, you'd get some brownie points. But 
Literally nobody cares, Alan. Yeah, this was a flop, a floppiest flop. Like, mm-hmm. he totally messed this whole thing up. Corey's embarrassed. He's embarrassed. Like, when it's all said and done, Turner's like, well, that took guts, which is doesn't make him feel good about it either. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, following up on Alan is Chet Hunter. He comes in from the hallway and everyone is shocked to see him, including Sean. Sean did not realize he was going to be there. And Chet says he was he was smoking out in the hallway. <laughs> um, what does he say? You I don't endorse it, but with. I don't I don't deny yeah. it. And he like freaking breaks his poor kid's back when he smacks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is hanging out with like Griff and the thugs Honestly. out in the hallway smoking. Smoking in the hallway um, in a school is ridiculous. Yeah, this guy has just like the most phenomenal voice. He's from Georgia, mm-hmm. um, but he's definitely giving you like Texas vibes. Like, yeah, I'll definitely. Yeah, he's definitely from like the south or like the southern or it could part. be southern part of Pennsylvania, because there are some parts of Pennsylvania that they do have southern accents. So mm. you never know. OK, maybe, maybe. And we never really get like an idea like why Chet is like the way he is or like yeah. where what his deal is but he's fascinating right away like he has a big personality he has like a booming presence um you know he comes in right away um i i love the part where you know like Corey's like hey sean like what does your dad do mm-hmm. and like sean's like shh, shh, shh. i want to listen i yeah, need I to find out, out. Yeah. yeah and chet goes up it's hard to put a finger on what i do i buy and sell things i sell ideas i'm an idea man he claims to have invented cnn and also microwaves uh cory is impressed just because of like the je ne sais quoi like the the charisma um, that he has up in front of people And Sean is very embarrassed By by all of this I think that's Because he knows Out of everything like his dad Is like makes a ton of promises And never delivers So yeah. he knows all of this is bullshit um, So CNN launched in 1980 so I guess it could track But Come on I don't now. So. Yeah, we all know he's just like a like a grifter. Like he just <laughs> Yeah, he says that he invented microwave ovens too, which I feel like microwaves have been around for a really long time. At least time. the 70s, so no? The microwave oven was invented in 1946. Oh god, yeah, that's first... before he was born. Yeah, that was um, that was the first microwave oven that was sold, like radar technology. Yeah. I guess like the first home use microwave oven was introduced in 1955, um, but it didn't become more affordable like in an everyday person's home yeah. until the 70s. Yeah. No, Chad, I feel like no one no one's buying this, but maybe the students are, I guess. But at least they're like at least they're entertained, I think, is kind of the, the point for them. Um, so we're we're in the cafeteria now. This is the whole, you know, Eric Jason storyline. They're studying for the SATs. Uh, Eric says he's in the zone. All his other senses have shut down and he spills soup in his lap, which we he doesn't feel at first because all his senses are shut down. Um, this side storyline, I don't know. I thought it was kind of ridiculous and stupid. I didn't really care for it. I would have preferred if they yeah. literally spent the entire storyline on the Sean Corey stuff. 
Um, I, but- I wonder, like, how much at this point where they're like, you know what? This show is 50% about Corey and like in his life and his friends and 50% about Eric. Like they're really trying to like push an Eric storyline in every single episode, yeah. which is fine. But when it becomes like, this is such an important episode. Like I remember this episode. Yeah. Like, this is the episode um, that I, I was talking about when we were discussing the first season about mm-hmm. a, um, like a sociological sense of like, being in a prestige job and how that made Alan feel being like a grocer when there was like a foot doctor and like, you know, all this stuff, like making him feel like, you know, he was less than. So between that and all the Sean stuff, it's like, no, we don't have time for this Eric nonsense of him studying the SATs. So do you want to just do us a favor and just run through the Eric storyline real quick so that, you know, we can just get it over with. Or yeah, let's wanna... just let's just do yeah. it because it's really there's like there's like bullet points. Right. So after he spills the soup and freaks out, uh, then we see him at the Matthews residence. He's very tense. He's stiff. Turns out he has a coat hanger in his back. Um, a common problem that we all face. Yeah. And this is when Alan tells him that he, he has to go to college so that he doesn't embarrass himself at his son's career day when he's older. He then burns his hand on the stove. Why the stove was on. I have no idea. Um, and then he, I I mean, it was on an island, like their stove is on an island, which doesn't seem very safe. No, I just don't understand. Like, were they making tea? Like, I don't even think there was anything. Why was there a burner that was on that didn't have anything on it? Seems, seems like we should blame Amy for this. Well, yeah, because then Amy also apparently leaves the freaking iron on upstairs. Fire hazards. I don't like it. I don't like it. Fire hazards everywhere yeah yeah so that was not a great for him um and then i think that then we see him a little bit later he has like a nosebleed randomly and then the very like end scene is eric and jason talking about the sats again and eric didn't realize there was a math section so he spills his food all over feeny again i didn't really care for this part of the storyline i thought it was just kind of like it really felt just forced and like shoved in last minute like it was so minuscule compared to the rest of the very you know more serious episode yeah yeah it was silly I guess like maybe they were thinking like you know this is a heavier topic like let's throw Eric in to lighten it up like after all this is a kids show at this point in time like there's you know their ideal audience is probably like 12 to 14 years old like 12 do you know they probably want to have a good laugh but um we know the importance of this episode, so yeah, like, yeah, haha. Like, I guess parts of it could be funny to see Eric. Like, it's a lot of physical comedy, so if you like physical comedy, then sure, this is your bag. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. It's just like eh, physical comedy really has never been my thing. Um, so so right, so Corey and Sean are in the cafeteria and they're discussing, you know, how everything went with the career day, and Corey thinks that his dad was awful. Um, and that everybody loves Sean's dad. And Sean says, you know, my dad only has stories. Like, at least your dad is telling the truth. And he's like a respectable person. Um, which is when Chet enters. And I did love the Chet Feeney stuff. It was very funny. Yes. Yeah. This was a very funny interaction. Like, you... It's like, you know, you don't really see these types of characters, like, interacting yeah. much. So... Um, Feeney's like you know saying like hey you like you're not a teacher you're not faculty a faculty member you're not um what 
like a staff member or whatever. Yeah, you don't work so here. What are you doing you here? You don't work here. What are you doing here? So good for Feeny. Like, yes, like a, you know, an adult and uh, that you don't know is like wandering the halls is does not is not meant to be there. Yeah. Great. And then Chet's like, I have business here. And he's like, you know what? This is like my school. Like, I'm Feeny. Um, I love that. I'm Feeny. I'm, I'm Feeny. George Feeny. And he's I'm like, George no, you're not. Feeny. I'm George Feeny. Well, I'm parked in his spot. So how about that? <laughs> that um, was so, so good. <laughs> so, yeah. So Sean's like, no, like, this is like my dad. And then Feeny's like, and he and Chet's like, oh, you're Feeny, too? And Feeny's like, no, I'm Feeny one. Yeah. <laughs> So yes. funny. And this Great is when, interaction. And this is also when uh, when Feeney's like, oh, we're very proud of Sean. He's like, oh, I'm surprised to hear that. He's like, yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is when Chet decides it's a great time to break the news to Sean that his mom took off. And not only did she leave, but she took the mobile home with her, which. Wow. Like, not a great spot to just tell Sean in the middle of the cafeteria, Chet. But Chet has a lot of questionable decisions. So. Um, yeah. And Sean seems to think that, like, mostly this is normal. I guess his mom has run off in the past, but she's always come back. So he's not too freaked out. And then I think he's a little bit more freaked out when he hears that, you know, she took the home with her. Uh, and Chet's right. going after her. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, you know, I, I got to go. And at first he's like, yeah, like, Sean, come with me. And, like, Sean's like, you know, I can't, like, leave class. Like, at least I should tell somebody. Yeah. But um, Sean wants to stay at school. And um, I don't know. And we get, um, like, Corey's like, are you okay? It's like, no, yeah. I'm not okay. I just like, think Corey do think, doesn't Corey? possibly understand any of this because he no. just, he doesn't grow up. With those types of trials and tribulations. So he, how could he possibly understand? Yeah, Corky is really useless. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God, Corky. Um, so we do have a small scene with with Alan and, and Amy having a conversation about how, like, Alan just feels like he's so boring. Like, he doesn't know how he became such a boring person. And Amy's just trying to be like, no, like, you have a job to take care of your family. Like, it's a necessary thing to do. Maybe it's not the most entertaining or extravagant job amorous yeah or but it gets the job done but you make you know you make money for your family to have like a livable life right and you have a beautiful home you have three gorgeous kids yada 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 mm-hmm. it's fine yeah it's fine and this is when Corey comes in and asks alan if if sean called and then he kind of like clues him into to what's going on um yeah, I feel like it's tough in this in the 90s, right? You had to rely on like calling your friends. You couldn't like text them or, you know, find out what was going on. You're kind of just right. waiting to hear from him. So like, obviously, if they had a home phone, because there's no cell phones, right? right? So like, if you had a home phone and Verna took off with the home, therefore the home phone is off with her. I mean, I guess you yeah. probably had like telephone lines connecting to the home that's a lot of electrical work well that's for the thing though i okay because normally when you think of a trailer park like they they call it a trailer park a lot usually those trailers aren't necessarily movable like they're not on wheels they're usually like they're just like factory built you know cheap uh not super well insulated like very cheap homes that are put on they're not on like a slab really they're just kind of freestanding um but maybe they lived more in like an actual like camper type of thing i think that mobile homes 
do have the ability to move and to like roll out, but they also have the ability to be like, you know, placed and cemented upon the yeah. ground. Especially so, like if you're thinking they're living there all the time, you'd think, well, they'd have to have their plumbing set up and like you were saying, electrical and all right. of that hooked up. So I don't really know the logistics behind all of that. Um, but yeah, so how how Sean is supposed to get a hold of anybody, you know, who knows, right? Like there's no phone. Um, well, there's but back then you had um pay phones. Yes. Oh, true. He could have called out a pay phone. That's so you got to get your quarters. Hey, by the way, like um, collect calls or like um, pay phones. Mm -hmm. Like, did you ever do the thing like there was a way to make a call itself? Have you ever done this? Oh, no, I know what you mean. I only ever did like the star whatever to like hide mm -hmm. the number yeah. and like those things. I never did the the uh, phone booth trick or whatever. We did that all the time. I don't know why. It was like for <laughs> prank calling. That's why. Right. Like you made it like you dialed some secret number and then you had to like hang it up three times. Yeah. And then you like left and then it started ringing on its own. Crazy. Yeah. So this fun. is the shit. We didn't have TikTok back then. What do you think that we yeah, had to do? Yeah, we had to, to do. do this. Play the sticks outside <laughs> in our day. Yeah. <laughs> you play with the collect phone calls. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Um, yeah, so so we're at Mr. Turner's now and Turner and Miss Tompkins are on a date. If you had told me before we started all of this that Miss Tompkins was going to be featured in like four episodes, I would have been like, really? Because I did not remember her. Like, I remembered her being in like one episode, maybe. I didn't remember the whole yeah. season being like, oh, Turner and Tompkins are like dating. They really want to make this happen. So at go. this point, it's three months into the relationship and Tompkins is desperately trying to have the relationship talk three months in is for me I don't know I personally think three months in is a long time to not have that talk especially if you're seeing each other often and they work at the same place Turner Jonathan okay commit Jonathan oh. you're Jonathan now like you and I are good friends Jonathan three months and you're making our girl Miss Tompkins wait three months to have the relationship talk yep. and you are still trying to get out of it are you kidding me not for nothing are she's beautiful you kidding me? she's smart she's a teacher which means like has a good job she has a good job she cares about people you think she's fun yeah like what else are you looking for he Jonathan needs to DTR. he needs to DTR but he refuses to have the conversation. I don't like that. Me that either. Dirty. There's a there's a check in three the, months. the con column for him. That's, three months is the point of time. Like if they haven't 
defined the relationship, then it's time for you to get out. Oh, yeah. You got to cut bait and leave. Three months in and no mm-hmm. no defining the relationship, not even having a conversation Gone. about it. Come on now. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate cutoff place. Like, you can't go farther past yeah. that. Like, especially, especially, in my opinion, if like, I mean, I imagine based on the fact they probably see each other multiple times per week. They work at the same location. I think three months maybe is different if like, oh, I went away for a month on vacation or whatever and I didn't see you. You know what I mean? But three months of consistently dating somebody, you need to define it. Gross. I've never, thank goodness I've never gone through that. But that's, I know friends that have and it's like, that's hell. That's actual hell. No, I would only ever want to date somebody who like, wanted to like actually showed and proved they wanted to be with me like it would be very tough I would not be able to handle not knowing yeah goodness gracious so yeah (laughs) so she brings it up as she has every right to she wants to you know know what's going on and he starts to like freeze up and then lo and behold Sean knocks on the door and he's like oh like oh teachers work late Saved by the bell. Um, yeah. So Sean says, like, hey, like, I'm just here. I want to ask a question. You know, like, oh, like, didn't realize that you would be here. Or, like, didn't know you had personal lives. So um, she's like, Tom- Miss Tompkins is out. She's like, I do not want to hang out with a 13-year-old. Nah, no. like, I am out of here. If you're not going to talk to me and evade this question, like, I'm bouncing. And good for you, girl. Don't stick around. Yeah. Like, you know, bye-bye. So Turner s- turns off his sexy Sims music, like, and he's like, what's going on? Why are you here? Yeah. What's going on, bud? Yeah, Sean tries to pretend like he had a question, but like, really, I think he just, he just wanted company and he didn't want to be staying at like this gross, he's basically staying at a gross hotel down the road by himself, it seems, because his dad is like looking for his mom and Turner's like, oh, you know, you could always stop by if you want, you know, you can eat, whatever. And after, like, mowing down Turner's dinner, Sean is immediately asleep on the couch. This happens so often in shows where people go to sit on the couch. The other person turns around for, like, five seconds and they're asleep. Have you ever been that tired where you've passed out that quickly? No, I have anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying, like, how is it possible, even as a child, even as a teenager, to fall asleep that quickly? That's insane to me. There's no way. Yeah. No, like it honestly, I I I don't I don't think so. Like five seconds. So yeah, it's in between. Like you know, Turner is like you know what? Like if you're staying down the road, like don't feel bad about like coming over. We can chat. We can not chat. We can watch TV. Like mm-hmm. we can chill. Like whatever you need to do. Um and yeah, like he's out. So next morning, um we get Turner. Talking to Feeney for some advice. And of course, Feeney is like not approving. It's like, oh, you let him stay over? Like, I don't know about that guy. Like your new age teaching is just out of control. Yeah. Yeah, He basically says like, I'm sure he'll find his way back home. It's a fine line between authority figure and chum. I do think there is like a part of Feeney that is really 
you know, he feels for Sean. And it does seem like, I mean, he does, he, he doesn't just say, like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, he, cause, cause Turner's like, well, what, what was I supposed to do? I couldn't just send him back to that seedy motel. Like, I didn't have a choice. And I think, of course, this isn't going to happen to Feeney because I don't think Feeney has that type of relationship with his students where they would feel like they could just show up at Feeney's house. And Turner is younger. Turner connects with his students in a different way. Um, but yeah, I think that Feeney, I mean, Feeney's not wrong. There is, it is, it's a tough spot to be in, especially like, I mean, he's saying it back in the 90s, but nowadays, oh my gosh, it's so different. Like, this could never, ever, ever, ever happen nowadays. No, no. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I'm thinking back to like Matilda, like Matilda, she became really close with her teacher. And next thing you know, she got adopted. Well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Miss Honey. Yeah. Dreams can come true. It's true. It's true. Um, so Alan comes out and Turner thinks at him for like doing career day. Uh, and, and he's like, oh, I sucked. I was horrible. And, and Turner's like, oh, no, you were, you were good. You were great. Uh, <laughs> and Al talks about like boring people to death. And Feeney's like, I've been doing it for however many years. Yeah. 40 years. <laughs> oh How God. about you give it a go? Mm-hmm. So this um, is when, um, Amy comes out and it's like, oh, like Chet, Chet Hunter is here. And Turner's like, I got to go say something to him, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just invite myself in. But, and then he hopped over the fence and it was like so hot. Like, mm-hmm. you're so cool. Like, just hopping over a fence. So cool. Um, we get Corey and Sean and Corey is like, you know, like, where are you staying? And like, Sean's like, you know, acting like it's all cool. Like, you know, I'm like back at the motel tonight. Like, you can totally come. We can skateboard in the pool yeah. and we can watch some cable. And Corey is like, you know, we have cable here. And he's like, not this kind of cable. It's a uh, cable. Wink, wink, nudge, wink, nudge. Yeah. Gonna see yep, some yep, 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 naked yep. people. Was it this podcast where I was talking about how all empty pools are skateboards, but not uh, escape parks, but not all skate parks are empty pools? I don't think so. <laughs> Why are you talking be- about that right now? No, who is skating in this episode? They said that we can skateboard in the pool. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't. What do you think about that theory? All empty. We know all. Yeah, all empty pools are skate parks, but not skate all parks. skate parks are empty. Skate pools. parks are empty pools. That tracks. Yeah. What do you? Although it tracks. I don't know that it completely tracks because if you have one of those pools that's more like square, then like you can't skate in that. It has to be the specific kind, you know. I don't know. I get this is the type of stuff that I guess we talk about on Clubhouse. You must have. I do not remember having this conversation. It's possible it did happen. We've had a lot. Of, I don't even know what number podcast this is, but it's certainly a lot at this point. Um, D- yeah, it's over fifty. Yeah. Well, this is my theory. If anybody has any hot takes on this, all skateboards. Mm-hmm. No, why do I keep calling all skate parks are not empty pools, but all empty pools are skateboard parks. Skate parks. Let me yeah. know. Skate, skateboard parks <laughs> what the fuck uh so yeah so then they hear that they hear chet come in and sean's like oh see my dad's already back everything's gonna be great and you just feel so bad for him you're just like oh it's not gonna be good yeah Sean. it's not gonna be good no so chet's there he's like thanking people he's definitely like holding court like 
I'm yeah. here to say something. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, here for a reason. Um, he's like, you know, I haven't been a perfect father to you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here for, you know, for a part. I want, and I'm here to say something. And Sean's like, I thought you were here for me. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, this is about you. So he's like, you know, Adam, like, you're a good friend. <laughs> I respect you. You're the heartbeat of America. People count on you. He's, like, such... He is such like um like a charismatic but like a, a swindler. He's you know? a sleazeball. Yeah, he's very yeah. like used car salesman-y. Like yeah. even to the point where so he calls Alan Adam. He calls um Mr. Turner Teach, which my theory is it's because he doesn't fucking know Turner's name, so he just calls him Teach. And you know he calls Absolutely. Corey Corky. Like he doesn't Corky. know anybody's names. This is your this is your son's best friend. Like forever. Like they've been best friends forever. You don't know his name. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little concerning, but I think Corky is a better name for Corny. Cor- for Corny. Corny. <laughs> yeah. For Corey, anyway. Yeah, no, I think Corky's fun. Um, but yeah, he's like, I found my wife, but, you know, she gave me the slip again. And this is when he basically asks um, the Matthews to watch Sean while he goes and gets uh, goes and gets his wife. He says it'll only be a few days, weeks tops. And he's like, you know, no pressure, no pressure. But I do need an answer like immediately. And it's not for nothing. But like you're doing this not just in front of like your son, but also in front of his friend, his teacher, like a whole group of people. Like you could have had this conversation privately. Yeah. I mean, Amy and Alan would never say no to this. Yeah. But it's like you're putting them in a very comparable position by being forced to say yes, like without even like really thinking if like this is a financial burden that they can handle or like, you know, if this is like the right timing in their lives. Like we're assuming that like, you know, there's stuff behind the scenes of like their everyday family life that we're not seeing. It's a big ask. um, But, you know, Alan and Amy are the type of people where there's nothing to say but yes in this situation. Yeah, exactly. I just think it's like, I mean, obviously I don't like the way Chet handles like almost any of this. Um, but it is it is tough to watch, especially because Sean is standing there and he's like, oh, like, can I just come with you, dad? Like, why? Why? And I mean, Corey, Corey's yeah. very excited like because he like I would have if this was me in this situation would be like, oh, my gosh, fun, like sleepover. Like my best friend yeah. gets to live with me for a few weeks. This is going to be so much fun. But I don't yeah. think he necessarily sees that Sean is like his home is gone. He doesn't even have his home anymore. His mom is fucking gone, which is even a bigger deal. And now his dad is ditching him to go look for his mom. It's like, I feel like maybe from Sean's perspective, he sees this as like, wow, my dad cares more about my mom than he does like making sure that I'm okay. Like he's willing to just drop me to go look for her. Right. But, you know, he's a kid. So, of course, he's agreeable. He's like, yeah, like whatever you got to do, because what is like when you're that young, like you have no power to say like what you actually need or want. So, yeah. And I do think that position I do think that like not to this degree, probably, but, you know, Chet has pulled shit like this all the time on Sean and Sean's so used to it by now. And I think that like. Uh, because it's his dad, he's probably way more forgiving of him than he should be. You know, and he just he just lets him do whatever because it's his dad and he loves him. And this is just how it's always been. He doesn't know a life any other way than with Chet. Um, and it, yeah, it's sad. And of course, the Matthews agree that Sean always has a room here if he needs it. 
Um, but then I don't know. I don't know how I felt about Alan being like, but it's only going to be a few weeks, right? Like in front you of Sean. Know. Yeah. It's, it's like the whole thing. Like even with like roommates, like, you know, like, Hey, like, can I stay with you for like a few weeks? You know, when you're asked that position, it's never a few weeks. Like, you know, right. this is going to go on for a long time. So it's like, you have to like be realistic when people are asking you this question. Yeah. Um, you know, Chet offers to give them money, but they're like, you know, no. Um, he has coupons. His coupons. Lots of coops. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, so like, you know, we'll get you a new shirt and a toothbrush, which you, like makes you remember, like all of Sean's clothes are in this mobile home, too. Like Sean which, has nothing, yeah. like literally nothing. The thing is, is we have ragged on Chet, or at least I have like a, a fair bit in this podcast. But the other thing to note is Sean's mom. First of all, she she not only ditches her family, which is bad enough, but she takes their home from them and all of Sean's belongings. Like, it's bad enough to ditch your kid, but to take all his shit, too, is especially real fucking bad. <laughs> like, I mean, obvious. I mean, like, honestly, if this was like an R, if this was shameless, you know, this woman is on like some sort of drug bender or like, you know, yeah. she's probably like bipolar and is going through like manic some state shit or something. manic state we like, never you know, yeah i wonder i don't know that they ever i know that i'm pretty sure one of them calls him i can't remember if it's mom or dad do i'm trying to remember what we find out about sean's mom but like i'm surprised they never explored a, a, a storyline like that where we don't know what what her mental health issues might be or maybe if she has like an addiction issue addiction issue we don't know I, I don't know do we find out so we only see her in physically three episodes in season four okay um so we do see her eventually and then in season seven and i i honestly i do not remember this but um she in season seven after Chet like spoiler after Chet passes away we learn that Verna is not even Sean's biological mother I don't remember this at all like obviously I remember Chet passing away but I don't remember that Verna was not his real mom so yeah I I don't remember that either so, um, and she was mentioned in an episode of Girl Meets World. One day I'll figure out what that is. But, um, huh. so yes. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's it's not great that she does it. What, for whatever the reason is, whatever the case may be, we don't know. But I did think, like, it was, it was worth mentioning because, like I said, I don't like the way Chet handles any of this. But I also don't like what his mom does. So, there we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, she does come back. Like, she, um... We see her, I don't know if you remember this, but there's a Thanksgiving episode where she hosts Thanksgiving at the trailer park. Yes. Yes. So that's the last time we, like, physically see her. I do remember that now. Um, But no, like, in terms of, like, you know, apparently she, like, was not happy with Chet. This is not Chet's only wife. Apparently he has, like, four wives, by the way. Yeah. Um, and she felt like she was a bad parent, so she just, like, ran off. So, no, I don't know, like, is she manic? 
is she what's the yeah. I think like like I said if this was like an HBO or Showtime show we would get some like real hot gossip there would be real more to it tea. yeah yeah um but yeah but so after all she's obviously going into some like manic depressive state yeah there's something going on there um so the, Sean and Chet leave to to go get like toothbrushes and stuff and you know Turner says Alan's like a really great guy he leaves and then Corey thanks Alan for coming to school he says I know you think you're only a grocer but you left out like the most important thing you do and it's what you do around here um and and his dad's like you know no that's nothing that's nothing and he says you know it's it's everything I'm not the son of a grocer I'm the son of my father I loved that ending I thought like it's so important and it's so nice that Corey recognizes like this is a big deal to take in another person's kid when you don't have to. Right. No one is saying you have to do that. You know, he's not taking any money from Chet. Chet probably doesn't have any money to offer him even if he wanted to. He'd probably just give Alan back the coupons he took Honestly. at the end of the <laughs> at the end of career he day. He took the extras that were on the kids' desks for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that, like, I really loved the ending to this. I mean, we haven't gotten a lot of, like, father-son moments, I don't think, this season. So I really no. enjoyed seeing that, which really made it give me season one vibes. Like, we had a lot of these moments in season one. Um, yeah, I really liked it. And I, you know, I think it'll be fun to to go over the finale, too, and, and talk more about Sean's uh, situation. Yeah, um, I think that this is another turning point of Boyan's yeah. world. Um, Sean, one of Sean's biggest storylines throughout the entire series is his relationship with his father, Chet. Chet himself is only in 12 episodes. So, um Another kind of surprising thing, you would think that it's more, but he's definitely discussed a lot, um, especially, you know, at his father's death. Um, It's that was a monumental moment. So I'm really looking forward to digging in deep into this. We've been waiting for this, you know, like we've been waiting a while for this. So I'm excited that we're getting this aspect of Boy Meets World. It's a very, very fascinating part of Sean's story yeah yeah no I agree it's 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 a really nice spot that we're in now because we we are rounding out our characters a bit more here um and I'm really excited to, to get into the finale too because I, I like that we stopped down on these two I think they're important episodes uh in in Boy Meets World in general um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice finale to talk about um do we have any feedback to get into before fashion hour all right Fashion hour. Um, it was weird going only with one episode. <laughs> it was like, I was easier, like, oh. right? It was, I mean, it was easier in one way, but I also had like a limited number of options as well. Um, so for the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit, we have first up Chet Hunter. I had to pick this because his, this is his outfit when he um, arrives at, uh, you know, career day at school. He's wearing what, you know, kind of looks like it should be a suit. Um, but it has like, it's a, like kind of like a brown, light brown tan suit, but it has, what would you call these? Like suede something or others on the like like, shoulders. Like a suede fabric panel on the shoulders that is like a cowboy shirt. Very cowboy. Yeah. Very cowboy. And he has this huge belt buckle. Um, he has yeah. like a denim type button down tucked in. He actually does look quite dressed up. Like I feel like 
they it's kind of crazy to me they didn't do it more like they didn't exaggerate even more so how he's a bit disheveled like i would expect him to show up in like tattered clothes or something well he needs his good suit for his like scams fair fair the only thing that he's missing is like you know how like in this type of outfit you always have that little like neck piece with that like with the two strings and the beads yes it's not a tie it's something else it's like it's more like um native american like it's more like southwestern style stuff yes Mm -hmm. oh gosh i forget what they're called but yes that's surprising he's not well i think it's because he doesn't want to button his collar up all the way so he can't possibly wear one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know when it's called either, but you know exactly the one yes. that I'm talking about. Yes. Um. Oh, it's called. So I just I found a. It's called a bolo tie. Yes, that's it. Bolo tie. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. He that would complete the outfit probably. Uh. What do you What do you think of of Jet's outfit? I like it. I mean, like he definitely has a presence when he comes in. Like he's different like he's different from Alan he's different yeah. from Jedediah very different from Turner so he has like a unique look to him that is very Chet it's very like on the road like you know used car salesman vibe yeah. um, you know giant belt buckle that's like feels very Texan like you know um, I just feel like he's like not like any of the other parents um, yeah so he, he I, I like the way that they dressed him because it makes him stand out from everybody else in mm-hmm. the room. Yeah, definitely. Um, Next up, we have Jason. This is the scene where um, when Eric has the coat hanger stuck in his uh, stuck in his coat, he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo. So he has absolutely <laughs> denim jeans uh, with what looks to be like a purple, maybe a Henley is kind of what it looks like. Um, over top of that, he has a denim jacket, which matches the denim jeans. And then he has I don't think they, they might be Adidas shoes or they they kind of look like New Balancey, though, to me as well, like a white sneaker like a dad sneaker nowadays um what do you think about jason's outfit i mean canadian tuxedos are very 90s mm-hmm. um i don't know i think i was watching um canadian drag race and they did a whole episode on the canadian tuxedo on denim um so it's you know we have those chunky white shoes you got like the denim on denim that's the same exact tone very 90s quite um quite the look mm-hmm. yes and finally uh we have miss Tompkins um on her date with mr turner she is wearing a very very light wash denim jean she has on a white v-neck t-shirt over top of that is like a black pinstriped vest i guess you would call it um that also has kind of like a v-necky thing it reminds me kind of like a western almost uh that kind of style she's wearing a gold necklace with a very simple pendant on it and her hair as usual is down with bangs um you know blonde as as usual what did you think of this outfit and the jeans are pretty high-waisted as well they're mom jeans for sure you know yeah, you know what I think is this black top? I think it's a corset. I think oh. it's like a black corset on top of like a white t-shirt. Okay, that makes sense why it gave me like those Western vibes then. Right, Like yeah. cowboy so, vibes. 
yeah, it's kind of hard to tell, but it's definitely giving me corset vibes. It's very 90s. Yeah. The whole outfit is very 90s, especially the high-waisted pants that are kind of baggy at the back. Yes. Um, and like the black and white vibe, like it's very 90s. This is um, yeah. such a 90s outfit. So I'm kind of like teetering between Miss Tompkins' outfit and Jason's outfit. Um, I mean, I think that... A Canadian tuxedo um, is pretty 90s, and I want to give it to Jason, but I think ultimately, I think that people can wear Canadian tuxedos today, so I'm going to give it to Miss Tompkins, so why not? Go Miss Tompkins. She looks cute. She does, and it is. I agree with you. It's extremely 90s. I remember people wearing stuff like that. Um, Okay, up next, Paul Rudd's Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. Up first, we have Date Night Turner. He is wearing a kind of like a medium wash denim jean, a white t-shirt. Over top of that is a really nice, like, I feel like this is a very soft look for Turner. Um, It's like a beige cardigan that does have lapels, but it looks like kind of more like a grandpa sweater where it has like three buttons that are like lower to the bottom. Um, he's carrying candles to have his date night with Miss Tompkins. And also just to make it a little bit more manly, he has the sleeves rolled up. Yeah, I like this look. I mean, it's a nice like maybe a linen shirt for him. It's a mm-hmm. softer look. Um, This is a great date night outfit for him. I like this wash of denim. He's looking fresh for his date with Miss Tompkins. He got that two candles for a romantic aura um, he's working it. He looks good. Yes, yes, he does. If only he had, if only he gave the relationship talk, then he would have gotten some that night. Seriously. Sure. Yep. Um, up next, we have Feeny. This is when he's talking to Turner. He's wearing uh, a grandpa sweater, as always. He looks so cozy. Underneath that, it looks like some type of button down, like a flannel or plaid. And then he's a three-layer man. Underneath that, he has a t-shirt. Um, we don't really see his bottoms, but I thought the grandpa sweater alone warranted it. It's basically like a huge cable knit sweater with front pockets, really nice buttons. Um, looks extra cozy. Yeah, he's actually wearing black bottoms and I think like slippies. Oh, that tracks. Sure. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Um, oh my god, he's so cute. Like, look at him. Don't you want to hug him? He's so cute. I love this. Grandpa Chic, once again. I love his like cozy home outfits. Adorable. I love the fiend. No, it's great. Like he I just think like he looks so cozy. Like if I'm if I'm going to try to wear something to be nice and bundled up and warm, that looks amazing for it. Yeah. Um, and finally, we have Amy Matthews. This is the outfit that she's in when Chet arrives. Highly relatable outfit, in my opinion, because she's basically wearing what everybody's been wearing all through quarantine, which is leggings, fuzzy socks, an oversized sweatshirt, which is like a crew neck, a gray look. It looks like she could have stolen it out of like Alan's closet. Um, And she has her hair tied back and maybe like a rolled up bandana or some type of headband. But I think it is a bandana. Yeah, um, this is, you know, this is such like a comf Saturday outfit, um, mm-hmm. a big baggy sw- um, T-shirt, long sleeve. Like, 
I this is very timeless. This is like something that you would go out and do like run your errands, go like food shopping and like I like this outfit a lot. I can definitely see myself wearing it Um, in terms of winter. I just, like, want to give it to Feeny. Like, he's just so cozy and such a good grandpa. And I just want to squeeze his little cheeks. And, like, look at that last picture of him looking up at Alan with his mug. Yeah. Oh, my God. He looks so like, sweet. I just, he looks like such a sweetie, uh, cutie patootie. Gonna give it to the Feeny. We love to see it. So, congratulations to Miss Tompkins and Mr. Feeny. You have won the uh, Fashion Hour Awards this week. Woohoo. Um, great episode this week. I'm really excited to finish out the the rest of the season here. Uh, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe we're already to the end of season two. It kind of flew by. I mean, I know we doubled up a lot, so obviously that's why it went faster, but um wild to me that we're already at the end of season two. I know. I can't believe we're at our penultimate episode. Looking forward to the next. Um, it's going to be a good one more into the Sean storyline um so um yeah and then you know after that we'll do our season two recap which is always fun so Mm -hmm. looking forward to additional boy meets world content yes so next week we'll be covering season two episode 23 called home uh finale so that's exciting stuff um, Sarah, what else do we have here at the end of May? OMG, you guys. Um, by the time that this episode releases, you are only two days away from what I would say is one of my favorite episodes that we ever recorded. It is a Dungeons and Dragons and Dawson's Creek like podcast crossover which sounds podcast? crazy yeah crossover it sounds, it sounds i totally forgot the crossover part <laughs> i was reaching for that word it's was really 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 fun we recorded that with austin from the psr discord and it was incredible like i didn't know anything about um about dungeons and dragons but now i'm so knowledgeable and i was mm-hmm. thinking like all day today about my character <laughs> that i'll probably never play with i've like named her um i'm excited i like kind of really want to like tag her in like tag me in coach like she's ready to go i Not think quite. you should i think you should create one i think that would be fun so give that podcast a listen if you want to hear a little bit about what sarah theorized her character might be and kind of if you want to learn about dungeons and dragons and also if you're curious how we sorted the the characters from dawson's creek into those uh classes and races um we also had the sandlot podcast with my husband will coming out next week um so give that a listen and then we do have an extra bonus podcast coming out in may because Two extra ones just wasn't enough for us. We needed to throw another one in there. So get ready for that. Uh, If you're familiar with a specific 90s show that is coming back in one way or another in the near future, we may or may not be covering that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for coverage on that. Yes. Boy Meets World comes out on Thursdays. Dawson's Creek comes out on Mondays. Follow along at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram and send in feedback at Shit90sPod at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We can't wait to get into the season finale with you all next week. Uh, Have a good one. Stay safe. Bye, everybody. Bye.
www.shit90shows.me When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.